Hey kids, you're about to listen to a comedy podcast. That means that none of this is medical advice. If you need medical advice or medical care, please contact your doctor. Welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast featuring Dr. London Smith. Your one-stop shop for that jock talk from a doc who's been around the block. Introducing your host, Dr. London Smith. Hello, and welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast, where we discuss fitness and health, and how to incorporate our modern understanding of science and medicine into our daily lives, but without it being so boring. I'm your host, Dr. London Smith. I would like to begin by apologizing to our listeners. We've received some feedback about the excessive amount of technical medical terms that I've been using, such as salicylate toxicity and wash your hands. So I will try to temper my terminology to a simpler one in the future. Here to help with that is our producer, Cameron. Dr. London, Dr. London, it's good to see you today. Ah, thank you. I... You usually do not say that. That's I'm in a good mood today. I mean, I I'm a little sad cuz it is sort of nearing the end of summer. I know we've got a solid like 3 or 4 weeks left, but you know, we're getting to the end of summer and I've just had a I've had a good time this summer. I know it's been like a weird year for a lot of people. Yes. And don't don't worry. I've been taking social distancing like super ser- like extremely seriously, but I've just had a, I've just had a good summer. Because a lot of people feel like they've been sort of shuttered inside and isolating this summer, at least in in the States. Yeah, What's been different that, for you? That's probably true for certain types of people and certain people who maybe don't have certain types of hobbies and stuff like that. But, you know, you know, just for example, like this this last weekend, me, um, me and some friends. But, we're you know, we're social distancing, of course. We're, we're keeping along a lot of distance. We decided to go to the beach. But we were like we were social distancing like the whole time at the beach. And so there was a gigantic crowd of people there, maybe like 20,000 to like 50,000 people. But we were, I mean, like we were all like social distance. Like there was no problem with the social distancing. We were all social distancing. Um, And so then we started doing um, beer pong. And and it was like social distancing, like beer pong, where we're, you know, we're throwing ping pongs into each other's drinks and then drinking it. But like we're social distancing like the entire time. And so then we were doing like beer pong and then we were doing like a human pyramid which was awesome because there were like thousands of people which so it was like a gigantic human pyramid but we were of course like social distancing the whole time and I so did. it wasn't of course like it wasn't an issue in terms of the covid stuff but we you know we were social distancing the whole time and then after we did the human pyramid with like twenty thousand people we you know got brunch and um you know it was it's a cool like new kind of brunch where uh, you and a group of like a thousand people just go from house to house and everyone serves a different portion of the brunch. But we like, were social distancing like the entire time. And I don't, it was just a fun weekend. And I just, this has been a summer to remember. And I'm sad it's, it's getting close to the end, Dr. Long. Oh. I can't help but think that when you use the term social distancing, what do you mm-hmm. mean by that? Because that's so six oh, feet we've apart. We've been social distancing. I mean, it's social distancing like the entire time. It's been a social distance friendly. I mean, these parties and these raves that I've been going to and these like cupcake wars that I've been doing and um, these turkey trots. There's been a lot of turkey trots lately. They've all been like very socially distant. 
and uh yeah we've been social distancing like a lot um and it i mean it's it's been just been a really fun summer when you say social distancing do you just mean like you don't socialize like verbally in the way that you used to is that what you mean oh no i just mean like we were social distancing the whole time yeah but so what do you mean by because social distancing oh oh you're getting confused on the amount of time it was the whole time six feet apart that doesn't seem possible in a human pyramid for instance that seems like you're going to be really touching someone else oh and i forgot about the mud wrestling we were all mud wrestling we were socially distant like of course and it got to the point where so many people were wrestling each other and stacked on top of each other that i think the people at the bottom of the wrestling pit died but not from COVID, because we were social distancing. Okay, I just I feel like this like you don't know what social distancing means. That sounds pretty dangerous. And we're doing it the whole time. Yes. Okay. Well, also with us is DJ Till in the house. It's been just been a really fun summer. Social distancing. Social distancing. Social distancing. It's been just been a really fun summer. Social distancing. We're doing it the whole time. Social distancing. Wash your hands. But like we're social distancing like the entire time. Social distancing. Social distancing. Wash your hands. I've had a good time this summer. I know it's been like a weird year for a lot of people. And don't don't worry, I've been taking social distancing like super ser- like extremely seriously. We were doing like a human pyramid, which was awesome because there were like thousands of people, which is always like a gigantic human pyramid. But we were, of course, like social distancing the whole time. It was just a fun weekend. And I just, this has been a summer to remember. And I'm sad it's, it's getting close to the end. Oh, we've been social distancing like the entire time. It's been a social distance friendly. I mean, these parties and these raves that I've been going to, these like cupcake wars that I've been doing, these turkey trots. There's been a lot of turkey trots lately. They've all been like very socially distant. And later, Cameron tells me that we can expect a special guest. Wow. So do look forward to that. That's true, Dr. London. That is very, very true. Uh, before we move on, I would like to address a bit of listener feedback. This comes from Platy Pie Podcast on Twitter. Hmm. I, so I'm not familiar with that. But um, they said, I heard your mnemonic for learning 911, but as a Brit, I have a question. Can I get a mnemonic for 999 over here? So first of all, thank you to Platy Pie Podcast on Twitter. For reaching out. Twitter, I can help you out a little bit. Twitter, Dr. London, is the website where right now Ashton Kutcher and the CNN Newsbreak Twitter are racing to see who is the first Twitter account to get a million followers. And I've been watching this this race and it's been so exciting. And I, I think Ashton's going to do it. I just think Ashton's going to do it. But the CNN Breaking News Twitter is so close behind him. I don't know. It's going to happen soon. Okay, so that's that's what... The Twitter, that whole competition mm-hmm. is who is asking us about a mnemonic for nine nine nine. Because to me, at a glance, on Twitter, it just seemed like an odd last name. Maybe it's a British kind of last name. Could be, but I doubt it. What they're referencing? They're wanting a mnemonic uh, device. Is that is? Oh yeah, what are they referencing, Doctor London? Do you so, remember? 
in our first episode, actually, Cameron, you struggled to remember the numbers 911 in a sequential order for the purposes yeah. of you know calling that number in an emergency in the States. Uh, but 999 actually seems like an easier set of numbers since they all match. Do we, do we have any tips for them? This is what this person needs to do. It's less of a mnemonic device, and it's more of just using real-world tools. Because in the real world, you don't necessarily have like, oh, A means this, and B means this, and C means this. Sometimes you need tools, what you've written down, what you have on you. So carry on you at any given time a copy, a DVD copy of The Omen. And then at that point, at a certain point in The Omen, 666 has to come up. I haven't watched The Omen. I don't know, but I have to assume that 666 is brought up. Like, I'm pretty sure it was released on six, like June 6th, like 2006 or something like that, right? 1966, yeah. Yes. Just carry that with you and then just flip it upside down. And if you can't remember to flip something upside down, then maybe remember that a frown is an upside down smile. Okay, and this is, of course... We have to remember the audience, so we are speaking to the listener who is the competition of Ashton Kutcher versus CNN Breaking News, mm-hmm. which is Twitter. The, that combination yeah, is and, Twitter. And so if you, if you find yourself in an emergency, find a DVD player, stick the omen in, watch it. You know, I, I assume probably in the first 30 minutes, the number 666 will come up at least once. So, you know sometime within the next half hour, you'll get your phone number. And it's just that easy. So Cameron's method or the traditional method of just, I guess, remembering it. Um, anyway, well, no, you uh, just we can bring the, the omen. And I really want to stress that I'm talking about the 2006 remake. I think you said something about the 60s. It was really the 70s. That is garbage. 2006. Okay, I just assumed that it was released. In the universe of the original film, which again, I have not seen, I know for a fact that Justin Timberlake's Future Love Sex Sounds did not exist. Whereas in this version, which came out in 2006, I know that it did exist. Mm-hmm. That makes a huge difference to the film. Okay, which you haven't seen. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, we... 2006 version. Yeah. Carry it with you. We, we can go ahead and move on from there. Now for today's medical topic, chylothorax, otherwise known as lymphatic pleural effusion. A chylothorax is the term for when lymphatic fluid accumulates in the pleural space, which is located between the tissues that line the lungs and the chest. Whereas other pleural effusions, which we've talked about, those are caused by increased fluid accumulation, chylothorax is typically more of an issue of a like a blocked drain. So... Cameron, I don't know, you may have heard of lymph nodes. Uh, So between lymph nodes, there are lymphatic channels. And one of those channels is called... All right, well, what are between those? Uh, Well, lymph. Lymphatic fluid. Yes. Is is within the channels, if that's what you mean. Okay, but I mean, what's between those? Uh Negative space, maybe, or maybe positive. I'm I'm not... So it's just... It's a fluid. It's So once again, you're speaking about a subject you know nothing about. You've never researched this. You've never even looked it up. All you see is the title of these articles that you read on like drdaily.gov or whatever. Yeah, so, I mean, lymphatic channel. You, you know about lymph nodes at least, right? Nope. 
that's where you know they'll yeah. swell up during an infection. Yeah, it's where lymph is in between. No, sorry, that's no, where lymph lives in between those. And then there's there's a lymphatic ducts in between. Yes, the lymph nodes. And then between the lymph, there might be like positive or negative space. I know all this stuff. Right. Okay. So, uh, so one of those channels is called the thoracic duct, and that's you know spoiler that's in your thorax. Uh, a chylothorax can be caused by damage to this thoracic duct during a thoracic surgery, but it could also be caused by you know, tumors in the mediastinum that press up against the thoracic duct and, and uh, compress it shut or from hematologic malignancies. The average latent period between the insult and the onset of symptoms is 7 to 10 days. Uh, symptoms may include shortness of breath, increased rate of breathing, and that's known as tachypnea, uh, and other classic symptoms of pleural effusions. Rarely, patients may experience accumulation of fluid in the pleural space, causing a tension chylothorax, which leads to you know, rapid hemodynamic and respiratory compromise. So anyway, on on physical, well, exam- I, I'm sorry. Oh, just just you know, I it, this sort of reminds me like this is a really important subject that I'm glad we're covering because I think people don't focus on the thorax enough because you think like oh this is just the portion of the body where it's kind of keeping the important parts together right like it's keeping my head and my antenna on up here on the head part right and you know it's also something well, that like my stinger is connected to. And people neglect that, like, hey, the thorax, like, even though it's more, it's kind of keeping everything st- together and it might be kind of boring, blah, 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 it's really important to take care of. And I'm really glad we're talking about this today. Yeah, I just, I, I, maybe I should clarify one point that we don't have, you know, stingers or antennas, if that's what you're getting at. We do. Well, if we have. I mean, if we have if we have a thorax, we have a thoracic region, yeah. Uh, and we would have an antenna, and you might have a stinger. I'm I'm not gonna say everyone has a stinger, but obviously some people do. When you, when you say obviously, some people do. Yeah. What what people? Mm-hmm. What what evidence? You make it sound like you've seen it. Yeah, me and most of my friends. Oh, you don't. Okay. Well, anyway. On physical exam, patients may have decreased breath sounds or shifting dullness, and if the patient has an existing test tube, remember this can happen after surgery, uh, drainage of 400 to 600 cc's per 8-hour period is concerning for a chylus leak, particularly in post-surgical patients. Um, for diagnosis, chest x-ray can be used to spot a pleural effusion, but it's more helpful to rule out other causes of patient symptoms and to determine whether the effusion is bilateral or on on both sides of the lungs. If the etiology of the chylothorax is unknown, a CT or MRI of the chest and abdomen should be obtained for evaluation of the lymphatic vessels and to rule out vascular abnormalities and or malignancy. And there are a lot of other imaging modalities. You can use lymphangiography when the anatomy of the thoracic duct needs to be defined preoperatively or when the side of the leak is not clinically obvious. You can and you're following this, Cameron. Sometimes, like if you're trying to go through a hole, your antenna will tell you that you won't be able to fit into the hole because it's like hitting the sides of it. But it's actually not the case. It's kind of like with cats and whiskers. Sometimes you can fit through the hole, but because your antennas are sort of pointed at an angle, it's actually it's actually uh, hitting a wider space than your actual head. 
Okay. And I think that's really what we're getting to the heart of and sort of the importance of education in, in, in medicine today. Okay, and you mean that with regard to defining the the anatomy of the thoracic duct? That's what you're relating to here? Mm-hmm. Okay. Ducks have eaten, I mean, a lot of my friends and family. Um, you know, I mean, any kind of my, any of my family that might have lived in, in hills um, by ponds or anything like that. I, okay, so ducks like to to nibble on it. And so lymphoscintography is also you can bring useful. Bring that up. Yes, yeah, so I sorry, I shouldn't have interrupted. You, it sounded like that was actually an important moment for you. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that. No, it's fine. It's fine. I'm sorry to hear that yeah. about about ducks eating friends or family of yours. I mean, have you been have you been woken up in the middle of the night by a by a duck that's you know 500 times your size? You and no. just your, your family's antennas are all just going crazy because everything's going wrong all of a sudden. And you're like, what What did I do to deserve this? Yeah. You've never experienced that. Yeah. You don't know what the PTSD is like from that. Okay. So, so lymphoscintography is also useful for localization of a leak, uh, evaluation of the thoracic duct patency, and differentiation of partial from complete thoracic duct transection. Uh, thoracentesis and pleural fluid analysis are the criterion standards to establish a diagnosis of chylothorax. Alternatively, in a post-surgical patient, tube thoracostomy output can be analyzed. Pleural fluid analysis for triglyceride content helps to confirm the diagnosis of chylothorax. Uh, triglyceride levels um, greater than 110 milligrams per deciliter. That reflects a 99% chance that the fluid is chyle. Uh, a ratio of pleural fluid cholesterol to triglyceride of less than one is also diagnostic. Uh, treatment can be with conservative means or surgery. Focus is usually on you know, treating the underlying cause. And it is important to remember that the thoracic duct leak also closes spontaneously in nearly 50% of patients. So, uh, and I don't know how that, I'm not sure how that will, would relate yeah, this- to what you were saying. Most of that late latter stuff is irrelevant to me and my family. I mean, like, you know, we don't really worry about disease too much in my family because usually, you know, the way we're going to get eaten is by like a duck or a grasshopper or something like that. Or maybe we get starved out because the grasshoppers ate all our food or, you know, something like that. It's usually less of a um, disease kind of thing, but. That's fine. It doesn't have to be about yeah, me. I'm, I'm just glad we talked about the thorax finally. We don't. We didn't put enough emphasis on that in the past. Yeah, I I admit that I we haven't really touched on it so much, uh, mostly because we, you know, it's not we don't normally refer. I guess we we have a thoracic area, but we don't really call it the the thorax as often as you know the chest or you know whichever area. Uh, but yeah, yeah. We, we we can go ahead and move on from there if that's all right. Sure. Okay. Uh, All right, Cameron, you said that we have a guest today. Is that right? That's right, Dr. London. We have a very awesome guest today. You notice, you notice that I change, I'm changing up my verbiage a little bit here Mm -hmm. because I don't want to cause confusion because before when I was saying incredible, when I was saying special, when I was saying all these different kinds of guests, you kept assuming it was Shaquille O'Neal because you were saying, well, he's the only person in the world who's that incredible. I guarantee you it's not Shaquille O'Neal and stop asking. 
because I see it in your face. But London, <laughs> London, London. It's not Shaquille O'Neal. I promise. No, it should... could be someone close. I don't know. We're gonna find out. Okay. Wit. Okay. No, and I. No, I almost. No, it it could be whatever. I guess. Yeah. Um. So, uh, hello to our guest. Uh, my name is Dr. London Smith. This is uh, our producer Cameron. Hello. Uh, what was your name? You don't sound British. London Th- thank Smith. You, I guess. London Smith. Are you American? Uh, yeah. Well, citizenship-wise, yeah. Cameron, 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 Cameron. Yeah, yeah. You didn't tell me anything about this being about foreign relations. You know, I don't have clearance. Well, okay. Is he American? Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna be completely honest here, and I'm gonna say I do not know because I've been wondering the same thing for a really long time, but I've been too sort of embarrassed to ask. His name is London, right? I mean, the it, the kind of it kind of assumes I'm when I hear London, I'm thinking fish and chips. I'm thinking uh, yeah, rain and fog and you know Victoria and Beckham, cowardice. Sherlock Holmes, sure. uh, Harry Potter's dad. These kind of very important. You know, I things. knew a guy like him. I knew a guy like him. We met at an international conference for custodial engineers, mm-hmm. and that guy was so dim. He could not even remember the emergency number for his own country, which was 999. Couldn't figure it out. I told him, I said, just remember when the Germans bombed your city. And you wanted to shout no at them in German. And you said, nine, nine, nine. Mm -hmm. Never forgot it. Never forgot it. Um, By the way, I'm um, Frank Frank S. Harris. Frank S. Harris. Thank you for having me. Okay, well, nice to have you. Did you say you were at a custodial conference? Yeah, yeah. I am, uh, well... mm, I am semi-retired. I am a, uh, I guess today they call it a custodial engineer. When several years ago, you might refer to it as a janitor, and maybe before that it was a cleaner. But when I started, it was just that guy. You know, get that guy over here. Get that guy over here to clean up that vomit before you know the vice president wakes up. That sort of thing. Okay, so it's very high, high, higher up for janitorial work. It's it's within the work itself is not higher up. I mean, we all we all expel horrible waste from three different orifices in our body but you know the 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 clearance is is an issue because there are some serious issues that are that are being discussed and sometimes dealt with so i assume i mean probably a lot of what you know is confidential because it sounds like you're dealing with very important people even if you're dealing with maybe like uh maybe not the highest position within these uh these these closed doors but you're certainly behind. Well, sure, Lord. sure. Uh, yeah, but uh, you know, Cameron. After you told me about your uh, your your little internet radio mm-hmm. show here that you do with the British doctor, mm-hmm. I realized that it would be totally okay for me to share some of these confidential secrets because can't be that many people actually listening to you. Oh yeah, I mean, it's got to be just us, like just the three of sure. us. I would say the odds of another person listening to this are, I, I mean, I don't. How well, do I you, say zero in odds form? Is that just zero? You should think about a solo project, Cameron. We we have some listeners, right? We have the well, because we have we track them a lot. That's that's the only reason I assume we have, we have downloads. Them. We definitely have downloads. Oh, but but I would say yeah. most of that is through like trickery, through scamming people, through like getting into people's computers, through you know borrowing their phone when I see people out. Because you'll send it things to like people. that in a file form and then tell them to download it and they'll, you know, get whatever, I don't know, money-making scheme you have. And then they're going to have the viruses. 
Oh. And then they're going to have the virus. Every download has viruses. Do you people not sanitize? My God, you call yourself a doctor. Cameron, he, you told me this was some kind of medical podcast. It's barely a medical podcast. He doesn't know what he's doing, and I, we've talked about his credentials before. They're in question. It, now, I, I'm sitting out there in your waiting room. Sounds like a, a, a movie show. I mean, we're we talking about Star Wars with Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I don't get it. I don't understand. So, uh, Kylo Thorax. Oh, the Lorax, the Dr. Seuss book, the Lorax. Hopefully, DJ Dylan this week won't cut out all of our discussion about Star Wars and Kylo Ren, because we do spend about 30 to 45 minutes every single week talking about that, but it never seems to make it in the episode. So, DJ Dylan, we'll see. Nope. That's that's our efforts to remain relatable. Yeah, I mean, it's, half the podcast was supposed to be about that, but... Yeah. Yeah, but... So, I mean, yeah, Dr. London, he's obsessed with the Lorax. He's obsessed with the Lorax's mustache. He's British. He speaks for the trees. And I can't guarantee that he sanitizes. That's an interesting question. So you you obviously have an importance in your life about sanitizing items and keeping things clean. How does it affect your day-to-day life? I mean, is, are all your friends and family super clean people also? Or, you know, is, is that... Now, I am a proud great-grandfather, mm-hmm. I want to say. Great. And, of course, I have raised my family, and they have raised their family to be prepared for a kind of crisis like we are going through at this moment, to be aware of hygiene and sanitation. As a matter of fact, that's the name of my first two boys, hygiene and sanitation. Oh, wow. And, yeah, yeah, they they got teased a little bit in school, but, you know, now they're both managers at a Safeway, so it's, it's all good. They've reached a level that a lot of people are never going to reach. And who's laughing now? Sure, I mean, they're not a fake doctor like Dr. London Smythe, but, uh, you know, I'm proud of them. They're good boys. But the thing is, I have worked in some of the most top secret agencies, the NSA, Homeland. I've worked in the CIA. I've worked for the BBQ, and I have seen things. Wow. And I'm sitting out there, and I'm hearing this man purporting to be a medical professional talking about leaky ducts, problems with ducts. Man, duct tape is your answer. All this stuff about the Kylo Ren's thorax with the accumulated lymph duct blocked drains, you need duct tape. It's right there at the Walmart, probably next to the register. Thank you. He wouldn't even know that because his bougie, posh lifestyle would never allow him to walk inside of a Walmart. That's who we're dealing Dang, with. Here. Hold on, hold I'm, on, I'm hold on, Cameron. I, I'm bougie too, so don't criticize the bougie. I'm bougie too. Well, of course you are, sir. Yeah, I, I didn't mean to offend here. I mean, I, I, I think everyone's bougie in their own way. Oh, it's okay. Uh, bougie people are easily offended. I totally understand. I, I, I did have a question. You mentioned that you've worked at Homeland. Um, have you yes. ever dug through Mandy Patinkin's trash? That television show was actually a documentary say what mandy patinkin has been working as an agent for the government since the 1980s everything you've seen mandy patinkin in has been a documentary it's like the truman show except in reverse and self Continue. It's in reverse, so we're all in the bubble? Is that what that means? That's what you think. I, I, it's definitely what I think now. I mean, Dr. London, what do you think of this? I, ju- 
I guess I'm not following completely. So I I don't get out to watch a lot of um I guess a lot of a homeland or whatever. Uh really I just focus on the medicine stuff. So you know, as you were talking about with the chylothorax. Well, I did work for the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration. So I got to see a lot of medications as they were being developed, including, I mean, I really, really have to tell you, I was really enjoying what they were doing in connection with the pharmacology of the MK Ultra program when the FDA and the CIA were working together. Mm, mm. Just remember that next time you're brushing your teeth with your fluoridated water. <laughs> so wait, wait, wait. You've been you've been working you've been working like with heavy clearance since MK Ultra, which was the I mean that was the sixties, right? Well before that. Before that. It was before that. Are we talk are we talking this was post World War II? I I began with the OSS, believe it or not. I, OSS is that I was the guy. Yep. Oss. You're the guy. Yep. That. Yep. So wow. Um, yep, that's me. I was the one. You know, and if if this is an inappropriate question, do you know you can you can just say that? Uh, would you mind if I ask you your age? According to calendar years, calendar years, I'm almost eighty six, but I did get exposed to something when I had a uh, slight. Uh, I worked on a contractual basis, you have to understand, at the beginning. And I had to go out to New Mexico for a certain sort of cleanup. And since then, I have found that, um, how to say it, I'm kind of Benjamin Buttoning. Okay. Oh, I've heard about this. Yeah. And yeah. this does, yeah. I mean, this does track. I mean, as we all know, I the government uses freelance custodians for their cleaning crews they hire people every you know got to get a new contract every season and then you ship them out so you're going to work on that kind of contract level well people think about mercenaries and the wet work you know going and assassinating and killing and private military but people don't think about who cleans up after them that's right freelance custodians were you a child when you worked on those early projects because I'm, I'm thinking with the benjamin button thing i how old like how did you i guess appear at those times because now i'm just wondering at that time i was i was naturally the age of 13 but i lied and told them i was 15 so that i could be their coffee boy okay so wait then what age did you start benjamin oh sorry you button? looked older at that time that's right okay because uh, so if uh, when if, I when I reached my one hundred and twentieth birthday, I began to reverse. Mm. Okay, so when you're saying you're eighty six years old, you're saying you're like a hundred and fifty ish. More maybe, but I just look. To be honest, I look eighty six, and that's a, I look a good eighty six. I well, gotta say, there's a lot of 60, 68, 69 year old women that did find this to be a nice piece of meat, but. Oh, you're still baby. Uh, it's just easier. Well, sure. That's I mean, my blessed wife, she went on to her reward about 20 years ago. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm, I'm really sorry about that. No, sorry. don't be. Her reward was half of what I own. She's very, very happy. Bitch. Yeah, she so... received half of what you own, like, in her death? 
No, no, she's alive. She sued me and then divorced me. Sued me because I gave her life eternal or the Benjamin Button thing or whatever. It seems to be a sexually transmitted thing. Uh. And the problem was that she did not want that because it reversed her menopause and made her want children again. And Well, let's just say there's, I've got some half grandchildren running around that look suspiciously like the tennis coach down at the club. And are they also re- Benjamin Buttoning the children? The, sorry, the grandchildren? They're pretty young. It's hard to tell at this point. That is true. Very young babies can look very similar to old men. Can you, can't you agree with that? I would say once you get to about five years old. Maybe not Benjamin Buttoning, but it's the best thing I can think of, you know? Maybe it's Dorian Gray, and I don't know. Maybe there's a painting of me somewhere. So that accident in Mexico that caused all this, what were the circumstances for that? I'm sorry, there's a New Mexico. I I'm, I wasn't aware. So in New Mexico, it's between West Mexico and uh, and Greater okay, Mexico. Okay. Mm. Never was a geography buff. No, nobody is. Um, we all make it up as we go along. We know that. Uh, so, no, the, there was. What? How can I explain this? Uh, a, a certain branch of the military had some um, highly advanced potential fuel that they had gathered from a, let's say, external source. And come to find out, that stuff was acid, and it was eaten through every level. And so they could not figure how to stop it. It's like if you see that movie Alien, when they cut him and his blood starts eating all the way through, he was eating all the way through, all the way down, level by level. I mean, you know, the installations out there, they're like 40 stories underground. So they call me out there. And this has been, not to interrupt, I apologize, but I... I need to talk about this later with you, Dr. London. This has been happening a lot with my the soda I've been making, where if it spills on the ground, it starts sort of kind of burning leaking through, through to the bottom, Yeah, going through layer. Like, I spilt it on the eighth floor of a building the other day. It went right down through to the parking garage underneath. Uh, we, Cameron, we to look buttermilk. Oh, it was a buttermilk. Okay. That's what it was? That's what counteracts oh, okay. it. okay. No, 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 no. It was absolutely an extraterrestrial acid. It was actually some sort of alien urine. But the thing was, what you needed to counteract the acid was buttermilk. Okay, all right. And so... I'm going to make a buttermilky soda. This sounds great. There you go. Right. So when I put the... I had to get in there and I had to put the buttermilk around all of the openings and stuff to neutralize the acid. And there was some sort of exposure long-term exposure to it, it it's, it's what caused my physiology to begin to change so okay so it was now did it have did it well did it have any other effects beyond just your age like have you have you seen any other like physical side effects or mental side effects or anything like that from well i have um i do have psoriasis on the backs of my knees okay. which i did not have before I that could just be from. I mean, to, this was this was like forty something years ago, right? You're probably right. Oh, also, ever since that day, I find that I cannot bear American situation comedies. Okay. Uh, on the television, that is really unfortunate. Psychological as well. Yeah, not a one of them. Not not even the Netflix things, man. Not even those. You show me four cameras in twenty two minutes, and my I just want to vomit. Oh, is it multicam specific? Well, I mean, that's everything these days, isn't it? I could bear the office, but the humor in it just made me uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. Just, just too many cameras, even though it was single cam. You know, One Cameron, I was sitting, I was sitting, in, before this show, 
Mm-hmm. I was sitting out in the in the Jock Doc Plaza mm-hmm. lounge just yeah. outside, and I was chatting with your lovely receptionist Rosette, mm-hmm. and she lovely woman by the way can't make a cup of coffee to save She's her new. life. But lovely She's woman new. Rosette. So, well, on her hands makes, makes a lot of they sense. don't they don't bend around a mug. Properly. Well, her nubs. It's sort of. It's g- because she's got arthritis. How can a doctor have a podcast in a business this size and let his assistant sit out there with rheumatoid arthritis serving coffee? Dan- Doctor London, you should be ashamed. Well, that's because. But my point. If Doctor London gets a little too close to her, tries to talk to her too much, then she files a complaint with HR, which is me. As she should. Yo, okay. Well, it's good you have a procedure. Yeah. But you were bringing up the movie The Omen. Mm-hmm. Did you know that also was a documentary? Wow. Too? But that was more about the Department of Health and Human Services. So That does make sense. I, I But I do I want to talk a little bit more about this transformation. I mean, you started Benjamin Buttoning a while ago. Do you remember the exact year you started going backwards? It was 19... 19- Who was president? It was Nixon. Nixon was president. Okay. Okay. So we're talking about the Nixon years. And, here. and Richard, Richard, Richard Nixon, not not his wife Pat. Yeah, okay. or not Nixon Jr. either. I mean, we all lived through Nixon Jr.'s presidential years, and it was tough, but and we got that, through it. Again, again, I can't stand sitcoms, so I didn't enjoy what Nixon Jr. Yeah. Now I want to hear a little bit more about. Uh, I mean, what happened after this? Like, you're you're working your custodial services for the government agencies. You get spilled on by some sort of like alien substance of some sort. Was that the end of the urine? St- urine, alien urine. urine. Yeah. Was that the end of the story? I mean, no one like in the government that you were working for questioned why you were aging backwards after you were exposed to this stuff. It was just were the you just continued on well, janitorial services. A lot of things, a lot of things happen in the various government agencies that are supposedly up there to protect your interests as free Americans. And so, yes, unusual things happen. They are documented. They are tracked. I still have to go into the VA and pee in a cup every 90 days, and they don't tell me why. But in exchange, I have a lovely compound with uh, with three homes and a swimming pool, you know, which is not bad for a freelance custodial engineer. Does I'm Yeah, so- I would say that's pretty great. Whenever you living wise pee in a cup, it doesn't it doesn't burn through the cup like you know that alien urine. Like have have those aspects of yourself, your own fluids, have those changed at all since the incident? No, I, I will say it. If if you're around me, if you live with me, if you're in the urinal next to me, you probably think I ate asparagus, and that's every day now. But beyond that, okay, no. okay. So it just stinks like hell. Yeah, it's but, too bad. you know, I'm an old man. People expect me to stink. <laughs> well, you, okay, so you say you're, you're uh, you know, you're partially retired. You're uh, That means you're probably working part-time, so you're still continuing with your janitorial services, right? One does not ever leave the company, you may know. Um, so, yeah, I'm semi-retired, but I have knowledge. It's not so much that I know where the bodies are buried, because it doesn't matter, because the bodies move around. But I do know how to get certain stains and offensive 
marks up okay. uh, in, in time. I mean, say, for example, that you have just solved a, uh, a, a formula to, to prove the existence of dark matter, and you've done it on a, on a napkin, and mm-hmm. then, you know, the, the hooker that you're with uses the napkin and the lipstick is smearing the formula. So you call Frank S. Harris. He can get that lipstick off without making the ink run so you can still see the formula and the hooker gets disappeared. Okay. This sounds I clean it very off. specific. Oh. Well, well you, there was an instance, but, you know. <laughs> the specificity is, is definitely interesting, but actually, Dr. London, I'm more interested in the last thing that he said right there. Hooker? Was that after cleaning the lipstick, well, after cleaning the, lips, the hooker's lipstick off the note that he then gets rid of, he cleans the hooker. Yeah, which... I said the hooker got disappeared. Yeah. So... So... Okay. I gotta know a little more about that. Do you use just, I mean, shout, or do you use like major brands for that disappearing hooker, or do you use any sort of specialty cleaner cocktail? Invisible ink. Yes, Doctor London. Finally, he shows a little bit of of spine. Have you ever heard of the Acme Corporation? Of course. Right. Yeah. Roadrunner. Now the thing is, people don't realize that it is actually a real corporation portable hole where else you going to get a portable yeah, hole exactly they've maintained that that patent well i get invisible paint now you have to have an invisible paint brush but sure. i get invisible paint i paint the hooker and then she goes about her day she's disappeared okay so she is still- i mean sure she you know she has to put on a little bit more makeup if she wants to be seen sure. but there's some advantages you know you get to walk around naked and nobody sees yeah. you yeah Maybe you can. I get, okay. I'm still. I feel like I'm a little still. I mean, Doctor Lennon, can I talk to you? Yeah, yeah. Just for for a second, we'll sidebar. Do I need Do I need to go out there with with uh, with, with, you, with your? Yeah. Uh, do you want to just play games on my phone while me and Doctor London talk real quick? Oh no no no! I don't I don't I don't deal with them them phones. I'm I'm just gonna step over here and I'm gonna talk to you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That'd yeah. Be great. Do- okay, Doctor London. Yeah. Okay. It's. He, he's talking about using uh, invisible ink on these people and they walk away and they're invisible. Is it possible that when he's talking about like invisible paintbrush is what you have, he's talking about something that's not a paintbrush? He's talking about something that's uh, more permanently removing these people from the earth? Like a like an eraser? Like a, or like a bigger brush? Yeah, like an eraser shaped, shaped like a machete. Or uh, a knife. Like or a, a gun. Or some sort of poison pill. Uh, yeah, I guess like or a piano wire. A brush in the or shape a noose. of the, well, I would say I would argue that part of a brush is shaped kind of like a piano wire at the start. It's got those bristles. So if that's what you mean. Okay, so you think instead of just using a different item completely, he's still using a brush that he's fashioned into some sort of murder weapon. Murder. Okay, well, this is the first I've... Ugh, you were insufferable. Let's go back. Let's go back to the conversation. Okay, okay. Now, Frank, I've got a couple more questions. Man, I like her. I got to tell you. She, she's all right. I'm going to... I told her about the conversation. She thought it was great. I'm going to disappear her later. Oh, it's going to be yeah, fun. Yeah, uh, uh... I'm going to say she's busy. She is skateboarding later. 
You you just wait, nope. Cameron. I'm gonna sneak up behind you and disappear you when you don't nope. expect it. You gonna love nope. it. Nope. We're uh, busy skateboarding later, but maybe next Tuesday or something like that. We can talk about it. We can we can reschedule a different time for everyone. I'm sorry, Doctor London, but you know what? Well, what? Doctor London, I'm not gonna be disappearing you. Well, that's kind of I mean, harsh because you kind of you kind of bland and you kind of bland and you blend in anyway. I mean, you look like a woman had a baby with a Manila envelope. Yeah. So, well, you know, you kind of blend in, so you don't really need well, to be what, uh, Cameron, what's confusing? But you're not, you don't look like Cary Grant. You don't look like a jacked Cary Grant like Cameron, right. you know? Mm-hmm. What, okay, what's what's kind of upsetting to me, Cameron, is, like, I'm, he's already counting me out for this treatment. You've been talking for the past, what, two weeks, every day about how you wish you were invisible. You wish you could just sneak up on people. And today, you finally have your chance, and suddenly you think it's bad. So that's what I'm confused about. I got everything I need in the trunk of my car to disappear you right now, Cameron. Well, I, I can take you out back and disappear you if you want. This is, this is. I mean, Dr. London, you are right. I have continuously talked about being invincible. I, I have talked about how fun it would be to uh, hide on on uh, at the top of Splash Mountain as people go by and uh, just be able to wash and then maybe like splash people when they're not expecting it. And I think that would Ooh, be the funnest nobody's going to let you on the top of Splash Mountain. Don't you know that? Splash Mountain is the is where the Scientologists keep their antenna. You're not going to get up there. Well, that is, I mean, I didn't want to get into that on in the podcast, but that was part you of it. You can get on the Matterhorn. You can get up on the Matterhorn if you want, but not Splash Mountain. I can get up on Splash Mountain. Don't worry. I've done my, like, Dianetics test and whatnot, so I've got a... Are you clear? I, not yet, but I'm, like, I'm, like, getting there. I'm, like, so, so close. I need like thirty more Coke tops, like Coke bottle caps, and then I'll finally oh, be okay. clear. So, and I'm sorry to to change the subject slightly, but I just want sure, to make sure. sure we cover exactly. So, so what I thought you were here to do, uh, Mr. Frank S. Harris, I thought you were here to explain like how to sanitize things, uh, you know, with the with this virus going around, how to make sure we all stay clean and healthy and well i can absolutely well i mean like i said it's something i raised my children and i gotta say cameron i was listening to you talking about your weekend and your beer pong and your twenty thousand person human pyramid and i did a little bit of calculation you and your group took up five square miles for your brunch yes if you were social distancing correctly yeah i mean so that's what i want to know did you take up five square miles with your group? Unfortunately, I didn't have a drone or any sort of aerial view of the space, so that would be really difficult to measure. But I how can you properly socially distance without a drone? We were social distancing, like we were having a lot of fun, and you know it was a great time. I do. I want to. I want to hear a couple more secret cleanups, though secret spills that you've dealt with over your career. I mean. Let's talk about some real stuff right here. I mean, John F. Kennedy, well, I want to, John F. Kennedy was shot in a vehicle. I assume someone had to clean up that vehicle afterwards, because obviously they're not just going to throw it away. Someone's going to use it. Is that, I mean, were you involved in that cleanup, in that spill? I was the one that had to supply the gigantic Ziploc bag to put that car in. That was, oh, cause it was that evidence. was a challenge. Yeah. It okay. was evidence, and we had to stay. And it it went to it went to Area Fifty Two, you know, and it's in storage sure, there still, sure. you know, because, well, you know, 
it's still a good source of DNA for the clones, the blood all over it, you know, and that sort of thing. So we still make the clones. Whoa, 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 whoa. I got to stop real quick. We're just we're just glossing over the clone thing here. Who who JFK is being cloned? Well, not just him. No, not just him. Don't limit uh, it. I mean, how okay. Yeah, how wide is this net? How many how many people are being cloned? Mm, I'd say about uh 5% of Americans? What? 5% of Americans are they are they all important people or is it just random? Uh, many of them are important. Uh, many of them are wealthy. Many of them, but most of them are just genetically good stock. Okay. So, as you've a, made it clear that I'm not one of those. That be Cameron would be No, no. Sorry. We we wouldn't be interested in you. We've already got our Cameron clones. But thank well, you. Wait a second. This is interesting. In what way? You're saying I can because he was just about to tell marry us marry you know, someone who's properly. exactly like myself, huh? Oh, I was gonna say, are you saying I can marry someone exactly like myself? Finally. Well, sure, That's man. The whole point of this podcast, I mean, from the beginning, was talking to doctors and scientists and trying to figure out how to clone myself so I can finally marry the only person who deserves me, which is me. I will say though, Cameron, your clones. Your clones are completely hairless. That's fine. Are you sure? It's kind of cute. They do not have eyebrows. They look constantly surprised. I, oh, so I mean, I would say they look, here. yeah, like constantly going through chemo, which would be a surprise. Pretty much. And so then you've got sympathy right there, built in. Well, I mean, if you want to meet them, we can talk, but you know it's a one-way trip. Cameron, I mean... Well, what do you mean? All right, look, I'm staying up here because I believe that we can get through this crisis together if we can all get on the same page, but I'm not the only one to believe, think... There's a lot of people think differently than me. And there's a place. And there's a place where the clones and the rich people are populating to survive a disaster like this. And, I mean... And you're cleaning up I'm their cleaning trash? I'm cleaning up what they've left behind. I'm kind of like the bodhisattva of janitorial custodians. I could go to Nirvana, but I stay, choose to stay behind and clean up so people like you and Dr. Bland here can still have the life of a free American. What? Dr. London, I'm going to be honest. I've done a complete 180 on this guy. I was pretty sure he was going to kill me before, and I, he is... No, I'm going to disappear himself. you. But I'm, you literally become invisible. Yeah, He's going to disappear me, and I'm kind of okay with this now. All yeah. of this sounds awesome. Well, I mean, London, know, what just, are your thoughts? Uh, I feel like we kind of skipped over the, um, you know, the what I consider to be the more relevant medical aspects of having a custodial guest on the podcast, especially one so high-ranking um, in his career. But, you know, we have run across a few interesting things. Maybe we'll just have like a... I don't know, maybe we'll send out a memo or something for... I just want to make sure our listeners stay safe, that's all. But, you know, that being said, we can go ahead and uh, wrap up, I guess, well, unless... I, real quick, I just want to say, I think you need to stop concerning yourself with whether or not our listeners are safe, because I've made it where our podcast is only audible if you're going over 120 miles per hour. Right. So I would assume most people listening to this show are going very, very fast in their car. I assume we have... Quite a bit of like Audubon, you know, listeners. I'm not exactly sure, 
But uh, I will say, as I was listening to podcasts in preparation, I found out that the podcast player no longer works unless I wrap my phone in a mask. That's just to keep you safe. That is also true. That yeah, the London made me do that. I don't, you know, I don't agree with all of that stuff. But well, uh, I just agree, and so I just think all you need really is social distancing, like I did with my, me and my friends. No, I think people should wear masks. Masks make you look like a superhero. People should totally wear masks sure. and be superheroes. Um. So, uh, Mr. Uh, Frank S. Harris. Uh, as we wrap up, is there any way for our listeners to reach you or, you know, follow up? I don't know if you're on social media or anything like that. If you do want to reach me, if you've got a question, what you need to do is go to the website of the Social Security Agency. And when you go up to the change languages, you will see an option that says Frank. It will take you to a private message and, and I can probably give you some tips on how to get that blood out of your shack carpet. Okay. Wow, Much perfect. easier than just, you know, asking Jeeves or whoever. Real quick, one more question as we go out. Alien residue. I want to clean it up. What do I need to clean it up with? Buttermilk. That's it? The same with the alien pee? It's just any sort of alien residue? Yep. Even if, if you got aliens charging you down and you got a cow nearby, point an udder in their direction and squeeze. Aliens are lactose intolerant. Oh, so this isn't it's gonna science. It's not gonna like defeat the aliens. It's just going to sort of upset. Yes, dominance. it will defeat them. They will explode. Yeah, they'll be a, so, yeah. They'll be on the toilets. So wear wear for wear plastic. Ever. Okay, so wear plastic. Shoot buttermilk or whatever kind of milk. Okay. Um, well, thank you for all these tips, Mister Frank S. Harris. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah, and, I, and Cameron, I'm going to be waiting for you out behind the building. You won't see me. Is that because you're going to disappear yourself first? Oh, God, no. I don't want to die. Um, thank you to Cameron, our producer. Thank you to Mr. Frank S. Harris for being on the show and star- sharing with us his custodial tips. Thank you to DJ Doe in the Hose. No, I think people should wear masks. Masks make you look like a superhero. I'm sorry, Dr. London, but you're kind of bland anyway. I mean, you look like a woman had a baby with a vanilla envelope. So, you know. You look like a woman had a baby with a vanilla envelope. This has been the Jock Doc Podcast. See ya. Aliens charging you down and you got a cow nearby, point an udder in their direction and squeeze. Aliens are lactose intolerant. Aliens are lactose intolerant. Aliens are lactose intolerant. You wipe the sludge from your face. Well, you try to. But this slime has a certain greasy, heterogeneous texture that is not as amenable to the classic wipe motion as you had hoped. Well, 
Maybe, meow, you have finally learned your lesson. When a giant bug crawls into the kitchen and it just looks like one of those delicious bugs that were famously eaten in the Lion King movie, the appropriate course of action may in fact not be to lift the bug over your mouth and try to squeeze out the juicy insides. Next time, just bite the bullet and make the stupid smoothie like everyone else does. Speaking of biting the bullet, don't forget to leave a five-star review of the Jock Talk podcast in which you describe your own bug-eating habits. And while you're at it, go ahead and share the Jock Talk podcast with a friend or foe. You can send them a link to your favorite episode or just send them our handy website, jocktalkpodcast.com. And don't forget to take a peek at our posts on social media. We are at Jock Talk Podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>